Hello and welcome to another episode of West Underground. Today is very special. We have none other than Drastic Park joining us. And uh, we've got John here representing Drastic Park. How are you, man? Very good, mate. How are you? Yeah, fantastic. I'm fantastic. I'll tell you why, John, because I watched your, watched your new music video before, before we did this, man. And uh, I have to say, it is, it is, it is quality. Thank you. Thank you. And it, it makes me feel really good watching that, man, because it is, uh, uh, it, it's just so cleverly done. Yeah. Oh, man, absolutely. John, like, congratulations, first of all, on the single. Like, it's, it's, it's incredible. But that video is, is just fantastic. Like, the, the, the cheesiness and the smiling and the, and the kids and all that, and then for it to just flip like that, and man, that's that's got to take some planning. And you know, I, I've been involved in some subpar music videos, and I see them a lot. This is not one of those videos. Yeah, it was definitely a lot of planning. Uh, mm. So I, I think we actually wrote this song in the first. I wrote it in the first lockdown. Yeah, and, and I wrote it because I always wanted because I, I work in video production, so like I directed oh, cool. and edited, edited this. So um, I always wanted to do a short film where kids were just watching t- uh, watching a kids show, mm. and then all of a sudden shit went nuts. And like originally, like it, it, one of the kids show hosts just came crawls through the TV and just changes after them. So it was kind of something kind of silly. And then I, I'm like, uh, it, it kind of I had an idea for a song, like a uh, meaning for a song, which I want to start writing lyrics to, which is just about how, um, you know, you know from you know from a young age we're always like chasing after a deadline we're always having deadlines put on us mm-hmm. and how you kind of just set up for failure no matter what because until you get that final deadline of death you just always chase deadlines that's why at the start of the, at the start of the music video you got the mum saying um yes you can watch tv but only for five minutes five minutes it already has a deadline yeah so it's just that yeah it's just that idea and so when i you know when i wrote those lyrics i'm just like oh this music video would be sick so i wrote the song in the order of how I knew that music video would be right oh, down okay. to that breakdown. Yeah. And it was something we wanted to do with the song because um, we, as much as we were all started in pop punk and stuff, not, none of us really listened to it that much. Mm, <laughs> we actually yeah. listened to some heavier stuff too. We listened to a massive range and we knew we wanted to start doing some heavier stuff, but we're like, how do we introduce our audience into like a heavier side? And we thought, let's just chuck them in the deep end. And like, oh, 100%. And, yeah, and 100%. so, yeah. But yeah, that, that music video has been a, a long time coming, mainly just because it's been pushed back by just yeah. some other singles we wanted to get out of the way first. Yeah. We, knew, we knew it was that better of the three that we recorded with Jack Newland. Um, and yeah, yeah. So yeah, the, the planning was hectic for it, but uh, I'm, I'm super psyched with how it came out. Can yeah. I ask, can I ask, um, are any of you guys wrestling fans? No but, no, but our manager there's, is. There's, there's something called the Firefly Funhouse, yeah. which is like a kid's... TV show like in in the rest like I I used to watch it when I was a kid but then I've just you know like it, you see it all and I'm like what the fuck is going on there like and it's it's kind of like that's like a kids TV show but it's it's dark and like like it's incredibly it's it's scary almost you know what I mean so, yeah and like did you so you shot that video as well oh I didn't I didn't shoot it but I mean I, I was gonna concept. say it was a hard job I know <laughs> just holding a camera yeah. <laughs> um yeah I wrote, wrote did all the, the set designing and editing and everything like that. Directed it as I was like performing. But um, yeah, no, yeah. I got a good friend of mine, uh, David Trusham, and he um, he DOP'd it, so he shot it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, a, a guy I've been with for ages, um, Andy, he's the gaffer, and um, yeah, did all the lighting and built up all the rigs and stuff. And then yeah, I think that uh, we had 
some other crew, but um, yeah, big big shout out to uh, Brooke who did the uh, um, the zombie makeup and stuff because that was that was hectic. That was good fun. So yeah, no, it, was, it was a it was a good production. It surprisingly wasn't our biggest production. We had a huge production on a song, probably our second ever release, which absolutely bombed. So that's <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, so uh, it, it was good to tone it down a bit with this, but uh, we 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 feel like it'll do well. We feel like it'll yeah, do better than the other. Absolutely, yeah. man. It's 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 quite brilliant. I. I, I said to you before um, before we started this, man, I've got two questions to ask you. And I briefly touched on one, but I've, I've still got one that I wanted to ask. But And two, when you said about the production thing there, I when I first watched the video through, I was thinking, these guys must have spent an absolute fortune on this. And then I re-watched it again, and I was like, no, they're just really, really clever. Like, you, mm. you've definitely put a lot of like money in, but it's not quite as much. Yeah. You've been very clever about how you've actually done it. Cause I was, I was thinking about like looking at your sets and stuff and looking at the, you know, the, your different scenes and stuff. And I was like, man, this is just really clever production. It's all illusion. It's yeah. all illusion. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it definitely was one of our bigger budget ones, but by no means we didn't really break the bank. M most of the, you know, the real costs just went to maybe studio hire and, you know, paying the guys. Uh, Cause mm -hmm. I always make sure people are paid. Um, but yeah, in terms of like the prop design and stuff, we, cut corners but in a clever way kind of thing and we yeah. definitely had some free help along the way like selena who designed our bunny logo when i told her i was like I, I told her i was making a bunny and i made the bunny first and sent it to her i'm like what do you think she's like give that to me right now that's terrible i'm going to make it uh, <laughs> i mean it wasn't fin it wasn't finished but she's like oh. yeah. i'm like okay you take it and she did an awesome job so oh, yeah it, it definitely it's definitely like it's a low budget music video but has the, yeah the high production value kind mm. of yeah illusion and I think that's more important sometimes, man. Like you can spend, you could spend a hundred thousand dollars making a music video, or you could spend a thousand and, and get a better result sometimes if you put the, you know, the brain power into it. But um, I, I I touched on too, like what was the reaction of the neighbors? You know, a spoiler alert for anybody who hadn't seen it there, but there is a scene where a chainsaw is a guy with a, a bunny with a chainsaw is chasing children down a street. Like, what were the neighbors saying when that's going on? Sorry, I just have to say, hearing someone else explain it is like twice as funny as the actual scene. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it it works so much. Yeah, uh, the neighbors are so funny. Yeah. So we had a mix. So we had people driving past who were just like almost crashing into things, staring. At one point, <laughs> at one point, we moved out out of the out of the way, and there's a guy holding a chainsaw, and these people look terrified. Yeah. And another one, we just had people coming out of their houses and watching. And we had a little kid who wanted to come and meet the bunny. We're like, oh, safety reasons. Let's just keep everyone away from each other. But yeah, um, the absolute funniest one, I'll never forget this. As we're driving, we moved out of the way. This car slows down and this guy in the car says, get that fucking bunny off the fucking road. And zooms <laughs> up. I'm like, I, I wasn't expecting someone to be so angry, but okay. Mm. <laughs> like yeah. he didn't even care it was a bunny. He just hated someone was on the road. So. Uh. I just imagine some like old couple drinking like their tea in the morning and like staring out the window going, oh, it's a lovely day today, isn't it? And then they look out the window and they just see these children running and this bunny carrying a chainsaw. Just... Imagine someone had had a big night, right? Yeah. You know, and on a bit of a come down or whatever, fucking the world's against them, the world's on the shoulders. And you see a six foot five bunny chasing kids with a chainsaw. You... You'd, you'd be slapping yourself like, what, what, what is going on here? <laughs> oh man, it's yeah. Honestly, the, the concept. Like you were saying before about like production costs and whatever. The concept alone is good enough. So this, this is gonna be a video that people forever go back to, man. 
Thank you. I hope so. <laughs> no, hundred percent, it will. Hundred percent, it will. So, how 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 did the um how did the song come to be then? Like, how how did that come to be the the new single? Yeah. So, uh, well, we recorded. We always knew this would be our third single that we'll drop. Yeah. We recorded three. First time ever professionally recording. Mm. Like our first EP was with um Nick Shogun from Thornhill. Uh, but he was, he's still kind of, he's great, but still kind of learning the craft. Next EP, uh, we don't know why, and we hate it. We want to delete the EP forever, but we oh, recorded, really? our, recorded ourselves. And yeah. no one else cares. It's just because we know every little thing wrong with it, and we just listen to it, we just cringe. So part of us wants to re-record a couple of them. But anyway, um, so that's just kind of sitting there. We then did uh, our song Meltdown, recorded ourselves, and sent off to Nick. But mm. then, in our next three singles, we really wanted to up the production value with them. So we actually spent some money on that and went with Jack Newland, who's done um, Stuck Out, Snark, uh, Between You and Me. Oh, nice. Um, so, and we just loved his stuff. It sounded so crisp. And so we just went to him. He was keen. So um, it's funny. When we took Deadline to him, he we brought us into the studio. He's like, all right, guys, cool song. It's got the bones, but um, I've got to make some changes because it's just not going to work flat out removed the breakdown and removed oh, really? all the stuff yeah. and removed and made it yeah. and really shortened it to make it a pop song and we're yeah. like look we know what you're doing but no yeah. <laughs> it was the one thing where i'm like no yeah uh, we don't even care how polarizing it is we don't even care if it angers some current fans or like you know what i mean or it doesn't do well on radio whatever we're just like this is this is a vision and this is something we want to kickstart the future of the Jurassic Park. And so, yeah, he was good with it. And then he ended up loving it anyway, once we recorded it. And it was out of that crappy demo stage. Mm. Um, yeah, this, this song has always been about the shock value, even without the music video. It's about, you know, happy, fun kind of thing. And then, but with a weird undertone of like really morbid lyrics, mm. which is a lot of, lot of pop punk these days anyway, but yeah. well, forever. It's just morbid, yeah. happy sounding morbid lyrics. And yeah. then we just want to like throw in just like some death and gloom in the middle and then come back to pretty. Mm. So yeah, it was definitely a, an experiment, which we ho- hopefully it pays off. Mm. I think it will, man. I, I, I really do because I, I've noticed, especially in like the, the, you know, the times we're living in at the moment, I feel like, I feel like when you release a song now, it, it's, it seems to hold less, less of a value than it did in the past because everyone's releasing songs. There's, a, you know, hundreds thousand songs going on to Spotify every day and being chucked around in different playlists and it's so hard to stand out. But visually, it's a lot easier to stand out if you've put out a music video. And it's also... Um, I'll give you... I'll give you a, uh, a little backstory here. Well, I, I went and studied it like uh, at, at TAFE a couple of years ago and I was doing like a music course. My music business teacher was telling us the story of, of, of how he was trying to tell everybody about music business. And he had uh, Michael Clifford from Five Seconds of Summer in his class. And he goes, I'm, tell- I'm, I'm just thinking that this kid in the back who's half listening is, is a bit of a stoner, a bit of a loner and whatever. And he comes to me at the end of the class and he's going, what do I do? I've got, you know, I've got, I've got 250,000 people on YouTube. Where do I go? You know, where do I go from here? And it was just because it made a very like um, intentional move to push and find his niche visually as well as sonically through, through, through YouTube and stuff. And I think if you can tap into that, man, it's, it's, it's so clever and it's, and it's just a way of getting, getting ahead. Like me and Jack have had conversations so many times about, you know, why don't bands, uh, you know, put out, 
concept albums or stuff like that. And it's like the only way you could do it is, is tapping in visually, which, which you've done a fucking fantastic job. So I think we're in, you know, in two years, if we do this interview again, it'll be very different. It'll be us trying to get you from backstage somewhere at a festival or trying to get you in a car or a plane. <laughs> Try and get me in a car. Sounds hot. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I always, I always, whenever I write music, or with all music, I just see it visually. That's why I work yeah. in video production. Um, just if, if I if I'm writing a song, I'm already planning the music video in my head, kind of thing. I just I just see it. I just see music. So um, I'm a very visual person. The only thing that ever stops you is uh, even if you do do a low budget music video, it's still it's still money. It's still that kind of thing. Yeah. And you don't want to just put something out there with no money because production value is everything. So if we if we ever have money and we're ever doing so well that we can do a full concept music video storyline across the whole album, that would be epic because that would be that's like the hype for me. That would be so sick. You know that. what? Hamish Hamish has actually spoken about that before. And I, I do think it's a fantastic idea. I don't, I don't know why, but the the idea of, you know, as you said before, Hamish, constant music being out and it's every day. There's new releases every day. With this video, I think, I think you're very wise actually to say, look, we might piss off some existing fans, but when they see the video, they'll get it, right? And yeah. that that is so... I respect that so much because the idea that you will say, okay, well, we'll forego what might happen on, you know, Spotify or the other streamers, right? But when they see that video, they'll get it. And I feel like people will be so entertained. And like, honestly, man, I, I can't get that image out of my mind. Yeah. Like it's, it's it's gonna be a video that is around for a very 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 long time. So I think you've absolutely done the right thing. And I know it's hard sometimes to say to a music producer, uh, I know you do this, but this is what we're thinking. Yeah. So man, it, it it's kind of like the gusto about it. And I just honestly, I think bands are a little bit scared to take chances and. I feel like music videos have kind of went in the way of, oh, we don't really need videos for things anymore. But people will talk about this video for years, whereas a song can just, you know, maybe land on the playlist a few times that they get. So it's, it's yeah, I think, I think that's a key thing. And I think if, if you are wanting to do that and go and shoot a concept album and shoot it as like a, like a film, you know, that, that in itself is is going to be massive, absolutely massive. And not many bands have got the brain power or the willpower to go and do that. Mm, so, exactly. little cheers, man. Thanks, man. Cheers. Very, very impressed. And very and the thing impressed. is, when 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 I watched it, man, is is I kept pulling back the you know pulling pulling back and going back to the start and watching watching it again and i was like and that means you're probably going to get two or three views out of every single person yeah, who comes yeah. and watches it you mm -hmm. know and then because it because it's so cleverly done man it's it's one of those things where you, where i wanted you know to tell everyone about it i was like what what watch this you know yeah. and uh, <laughs> look yeah, at this yeah. You know, so I think I think things start moving very, you know, very quickly for you. But I feel, you know, this interview is funny, man, because usually we start at the at the start of the person's career um, and and move move forward. And I think we've done the Pulp Fiction. Uh, yeah, yeah. Storyboard here. I think I think they did the Pulp Fiction actually in the video. <laughs> yeah. It's very Tarantino. Inspired. So Tarantino. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The calm before the storm. That's what Tarantino is. It's just like. 
happy and calm, and then it's like fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> a, a hurricane at the end. Yeah, but man. So, so how how did the band come to be then? How how did just how did just all get together? Well, me and the bassist quit music. <laughs> so, oh, uh, so yeah, um, me and him, we had been we've been in bands until since I was fifteen, mm. and we just had fell band after fell band. There's always one or two guys in a band that just like don't you know you got to pick up the slack for them and it ends up falling apart. <laughs> yeah. And then sometimes when a key member leaves, you just don't want to go on. And mm. we just had so many failed ones. So, somewhere I've gone off on my own, somewhere Chris has gone off on his own to other bands. And I reckon I've had like 15 failed bands. Like oh, yeah, always, yeah. it's always been what I wanted to do. And I've just pushed and pushed. And then you must have the patience of a saint. man. To be oh, honest, I, I, I lost the patience. Yeah. I lost, I lost the patience. And one day I said, oh, I'm done. Um, mm. I'm, I'm giving up. And um, I wanted to, um, move on with my life and start a family. So um, yeah, I my when my son was born, um, all of a sudden I experienced something I never experienced in my life, which is anxiety. I started mm. experiencing like um, anxiety over crib death and things like that. And all of a sudden it just caused me to sit down on my laptop and write some lyrics. And then I'm like, I'll put some music to it and it'll never go anywhere. And then I did. I'm just like, oh shit, this is pretty good. And I sent mm. it to Chris. I'm like, what do you think of this? He's like, I think we need to start a band. <laughs> I'm like, really? Now? Now that I've got a family? And so, yeah, we, we did it. And that song was called Little Things. And, um, mm. and so we went on and wrote a few things, um, enlisted a drummer called, since we weren't serious, we got a drummer. His name was Jordan. He was our first drummer. And he was in a, also in a band. Um, um, his main band was Interception. And um, they were doing pretty well. And then I think we just didn't take it seriously until all of a sudden one day who we owe our entire success to, um, Steve Kennetale, he's a band coach. Mm. And not that we thought we needed it, but we just, we thought we could like fix a few things in our set. And when he came, it turns out there was so many things wrong and he fixed everything right down to the, right down to our confidence and our belief. So he said to him, he said after the songs, he's like, biggest issue you guys have is you got something really good here and you don't really care about it. And so right then me and Chris, not so much Jordan at the time, um, cause he's in another band. Um, we were like, oh, I guess the songs are pretty good. We could, could push it a little bit. And so from then on, I think we have just been obsessed with the band ever since and like mm. trying to give it, give it its best shot. Um, and yeah, we had a couple of releases and we got a bit of success out of that. Um, and Jordan couldn't keep up with two, Bands yeah, that two, were kind of about the same little, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he, he wanted to, and he was, his heart was more with hardcore, mm. so he, went, he just st stuck with his hardcore band. And um, yeah, then we auditioned a couple of drummers, um, and then we went back to Steve Canatelli and we said, Do you know any drummers? And he's like, Yes, I know the one, you will hire him as soon as you play with him. He's yeah. like, Trust me on that. And anyway, um, we met him online, he sent a video of him playing our first single, Bother Me, which he totally revamped and mm. pulled. He tried to spark at it, basically. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we heard that. We kind of already made a decision, but as soon as we met him, we clicked and we were all the best friends. And mm. that's why this band has come so far, because we have three guys all on the same wavelength who understand the balance of, like, you know, things like family and personal lives and yeah. work with, with the band. And it's just kind of just been really organic and worked well. So... Mm. Uh, we kind of see that as the start of our band. Everyone, everyone actually thinks our band's only two years old, but it's like four. Mm. It's uh, pretty, pretty old. So yeah, Joe would kind of like ignited it all. And from there, we, as soon as he joined, yeah, we played the Corner Hotel, which was a pretty big deal for us, supporting um, uh, Andy Skeptic mm. and Forum Music Only and stuff. And then COVID hit. So yeah, the big old thing, mm -hmm. that Tarantino movie. Yeah, and then uh, but that 
was also a godsend for us because a lot of bands just um, were like, oh, time to take a break. And they went on really long breaks. And we're just like, nah, we're, we're on a high at the moment. Let's just make some stuff. And we just recorded some home demos um, and then thought, ah, oh, let's just release them. They're crap, but let's release them. And then mm-hmm. got really successful over that. We got Cassie in from Terra and that really bumped us up too, getting someone already in a fairly established band. And then, yeah, that lockdown, we came out of lockdown and put on a, and announced a show and it sold out in eight hours. Jeez, man. Shit. That's how much people, that's a mix of people wanting to get back to shows, but also just like been aching to see that band after we released three singles in that time. Mm, so yeah. that was the one year. And then the next era, I think, is when we started to experiment, experiment with some heavier stuff, um, you know, with that song like Meltdown and Snacks and Ladders and Lost. And then there's this yeah, one. So Lost, I'm a re- I really like Lost, man. That's a, that's a track I've sent about. So even like my brother, who's a casual music fan, like he won't, he won't, He'll be okay with me saying that, but I sent him that. And Snakes and Ladders as well, man. But the thing is, like, when you were saying before about how anxiety kind of led you to writing lyrics again, mm. I've been there myself, and I, I'd been, like, I was out of music myself at that point. So, and I actually found comfort again in just saying it, you know, just getting it out and saying it. Yeah, you got to express and it something. I yeah. think, good on you for saying that, man, like, Really, not a lot of people talk about that, but it is a great way of expressing yourself and to just clear clear the mind, you know, and get just get it out there. But when the, the whole idea of, you know, you're saying the band's a couple of years old or like COVID doesn't count, but at least you've been constantly proactive in, you know, to, to release home demos, essentially. That must be a terrifying thing. <laughs> like, was. because... I, 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 so we, we, we were recording a lot of demos and things over lockdown, but I was using like Apple headphones into garage bands. Oh, I, I couldn't release any of those. Nobody needs to hear any of those. Yeah. So I, you, you must have a good understanding of studio setup and, you know, be wise enough in production. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, come on. Uh, a little bit. A little bit. Uh, I think there's a lot of trial and error. And yeah. It's, it's still an error in our minds, but uh, uh, I think, yeah, Joe had the most studio experience, so he, mm. he really knuckled down at something that sounded terrible. Um, but it was all, I was doing all the mixing and the mastering and the stuff, something I'd never done before, and I just we just did it all in Reaper. I had little, I had the bloody pod earbud. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I was mixing with, terrible. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I think it was, like, at, we I knew nothing. At one point, I'm like, Chris didn't know where to record his vocals because we were all in separate locations. Mm. Um, so he's, I'm like, oh, in a closet? <laughs> no, <laughs> never, because it sounded terrible. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a lot of th- things we learned, but uh, that was so invaluable for us because when we did go into recording, f- fuck, we knew so much more. Like, and, and oh, it yeah. really streamlined the process and we understood what was how it was going to work. Mm. We still learn a lot through Jack. He's like an absolute, absolute mastermind, but, um, yeah, it definitely helped. Um, but I think it was it was better that we released it rather than we didn't because we would have just would have just been dead. We really mm. needed some music, and um, mm. we you know really we another thing that helped us in lockdown is uh because obviously like I'm working video production and like I just love making memes. We just did some parodies and stuff which absolutely took off and we went viral. <laughs> so a lot yeah. of our, a fair bit of our like Facebook audience is actually people that came for the memes. Mm. I think we did a, a song called Karen Song, which was a parody of Adam's song. He said it was mm. about the Karens all through, um, yeah. all through, yeah, all through um, 
the start of COVID and <laughs> we just kind of made fun of them. And I think it got like 300,000 views or something. Yeah, so, yeah, right. yeah did, so that, that also, it, that was good because people just kept on messaging us saying it's so good to be able to be kept entertained in all this mm. doom and gloom. Mm. And so that's where really people really um, went to us above all some other bands because we weren't being, we're always serious about what we do, but we weren't, we don't give this look that we're seri- serious. Yeah. We do like yeah. have a bit of fun. Yeah. Um, so that's always been a big part of what we do too. And it shines through in um, Deadline too because it's just us having a laugh basically. Yeah, well, that's it. You can tell. You can tell, even when you listen to the music, you can tell it's fun yeah. for you guys anyway. You know what I mean? I think a lot of bands get a little bit... Oh, I'm guilty of this myself, don't get me wrong. But being being a little bit too serious about your music and, you know, oh, no, this is what I wanted to be, whatever. And at the end of the day, man, the reason we all start playing music is because it's fun. Yes, exactly. You know? Hey, John, can I ask a question here? Like, I, 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 I want to know... How old are you, dude? When you said you had a family, I thought you we were like the same age here. I'm 29. Holy shit, man! You look you look amazing. I I, <laughs> I thought you were like you know 22, 23, about my age. You know, I'm just follically challenged. I thought, oh man, he's a, you know he's can grow a better beard than me. <laughs> challenged. <laughs> but um, oh well, man. I'm real. I was I was shocked when you when you said that because I was I was you know I I thought you were about you know 22, 23. But oh yeah, I've given off that vibe. I think I'm still a kid inside. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm I'm just yeah. I've like as you can see, I've got a band, man. My head's still in the clouds. Yeah. So like yeah, yeah I just I've I've never felt. I, I mean, physically, I feel old now. Because I feel like my body's falling apart. But uh, mm. yeah, my 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 brain is always going. You know million miles a second man especially at night so i just i never felt like my mind's getting old so um yeah yeah i mean i'm, I'm the, we're an old band i'm the youngest in the band um joe's 33 chris wow. is 32 i think but uh yeah we man we all feel young like <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the thing about punk music too like uh mm-hmm. it never feels old and unless you go yeah unless you really <laughs> unless you look really old and then you kind of making dead punk but uh mm. we're, yeah. we're not quite there yet we're still like to have a bit of like youthful sound to it. It comes through with mine and Chris's voices too, because when we sing, we don't sound like. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's sound like, sure. like. Yeah, there's no like <coughs> cuffs going on. And, on. <laughs> and and I want to touch on too, like you know, Jack. We we just talked about the origins and stuff of the band, but whose idea was it to come up with the name? Oh, yeah, me. <laughs> I'm a. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, that was kind of just. We just I just said it once and then it just went. I don't know. I, we had some other ideas. Mm. I think we had some comedic ideas. I think the first one I said was Viagra Falls. Nice, <laughs> nice. But uh, um, nice. then oh, what was the other one? Oh, I can't remember. I really wanted to call it the Wet Bandits, like like yeah. of, uh, Home Alone, Alone. But like, yeah. no, I wasn't gonna fly with Chris. So and then I just said Jurassic, Jurassic Park, like Jurassic Park, and he just had a laugh. And it was good because I think the first time we really knew we decided well off that band name was our first single got played on Triple J uh, by Josh Muriel. Mm. Yeah. And he said straight up for the song, he's just like, I love this band's name. It's like Drastic Park, but like Jurassic Park. And he's like, oh, I love it. And he's like, I'm just like, okay, cool. We've made a good decision. And it sticks in people's heads because they're like, Jurassic, Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Yeah. The worst part about the name is SEO. People who search us on Google, they're probably not going to find us unless they actually search, did you mean, you know, and, and not, like they don't click that. So, um, did you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Same with YouTube. Yeah. It yeah. just shows up with, um, with uh, Jurassic Park all the time. But uh, you know what you should have, man? And like, if you don't, I really think you should. You know, before you walk on stage, Jurassic Park music plays, right? And then you have uh, 
you'd have Richard Attenborough say, Welcome to Jurassic Park. Dude, and you dude. start playing. If you <laughs> way, don't... Way, that, way ahead of you. Well, yeah. you exactly what we do oh, man. for so long, yeah. yeah uh, so I, cool. I, we might bring it back at some point. We just got yeah. to it. Oh, you've got to. That's uh, the, if I was in the crowd, I would go off. Dude, the, that. the first post on our Facebook, if you go all the way back, mm. is um, it just has like, yeah, which um, is walking up. And he's like, welcome. And I put a test down there. I'm like, to Jurassic Park. And he, Sam Neill turns around and there's three dinosaurs with their heads walking. Oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we used that audio, Jurassic Park, at the start of each show. And when the dude, yeah. we just stomped around like dinosaurs being idiots <laughs> and like screeching and shit. And uh, yeah, people loved it. But uh, I think <laughs> I, I think to a level, we, 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 try, we try and up the production um, value, the seriousness of our live shows a little bit. Because mm. um, a lot of the content we write is pretty serious, but uh, by no means do we are we do we take it seriously on stage. But I think uh, we just want to try something different for the starts of our sets, um, which has been good. Um, but I'm sure it'll make an appearance at some point, especially if we ever play to like uh, a newer audience, maybe outside of Melbourne or, God forbid, outside of Australia. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? So yeah. it, 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 might, it might, make an, might make an appearance then. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad we think alike on all these ideas. Yeah, man, that, that, that'd be... Honestly, like to be in the crowd, that'd be the coolest thing. Especially if, like, you know, you're just someone who's like listened online or whatever, and then you're like, oh, those guys are playing it. Oh, we'll, we'll go down and watch. And then for the show to start like that, that you've got them straight away, no matter what. You've got them, you know? Yeah. People, are, people are tuned in and ready for it. Yeah. 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 Could you could you overdub your like introduction track so it's like it comes out with saying it's dress but it starts to play that little bit of the, the sweet theme music and then you're like um you know overdub it with somebody going, No bitch, we said drastic park and it's fucking all crazy. <laughs> Did you mean <laughs> Did you mean <laughs> Did you mean uh yeah. Just and Google Google comes in and says, Hey, did you mean this? <laughs> <laughs> but I think the good thing is it, you know, like it's a win-win because you you know, Google are probably going to slap you a little bit for having the name Jurassic Park. But I'm, I think when you meet somebody and, like, if you if you do any of those, like, you know, uh, I once did one of those uh, things to count cards, like, when I, was, when I was a kid. And it's, like, a technique of memory is, is linking things to other things that you already know. So if you tell them, oh, my band's Jurassic Park, no one's ever going to forget it. Because yeah, yeah. everyone's like, he's in that, that, that band, the one that sounds like Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely a thought behind it. Yeah, it's definitely a win-win, man. And um, I, I, I don't know, man. I just think it's exciting for you guys. I feel excited for you talking about all this stuff, man. And like, have you ever? Have did you put your videos up on TikTok as well? Uh, I, we did go viral on TikTok, but not yeah. for anything music-related. Oh. <laughs> so I didn't have a TikTok. So something happened to me. <laughs> mm. Where and I didn't have a TikTok to post it, so I just posted the band one. It went huge. Something uh, happened. What happened? Yeah, you might know. You might have even seen it, but uh, I was. Well, this is totally non-music related. So yeah, that's cool. Huge, but uh, I was working from home, and my boss at the time, he's like, he sent me a hard drive down from Melbourne because yeah. I live in Wallen in the middle of nowhere. And the Uber driver calls me. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm here, and I walked outside. I'm like, No, you're not. Where are you? He's like. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, but I'm, I'm stuck in a ditch, <laughs> and so I'm like, there's, there's no ditches here. What do you mean? He's like, uh, can you come get me? I'm like, I couldn't find him. I drove around everywhere. I'm like, yeah. um, I stopped. I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, put your hazard lights on. He's out in the middle of a field, no roads there, just a giant muddy field, stuck in a ditch. 
<laughs> and I was just like, I was filming myself like, cracking up laughing. Why? Was, did you think you were taking a shortcut or like? So, so there's an actual issue with Uber drivers where if they come our way, there's like this road that's leading to an estate being built next to us, but it's nowhere yeah. near. It's just a big ditch. And it's a road that leads to nowhere, okay? So yeah. any person, any normal normal person would stop at the end of that road and say, oh, no road, I must have taken a wrong turn. Let's mm. reassess and go back mm. and call, maybe call. This guy thought, I'm going to follow my GPS to a T. Yeah. I'm not, it's, fuck, what's that from? Is this, this is, is it an office where he's like, trust the GPS and he drives, oh, into, he drives into, into the river? Yeah. This guy yeah. did that. He drove all the way into a ditch until he got stuck. <laughs> and so I filmed myself go and help the guy. And I helped him, yeah, I went and um, got the hard drive for him and, um, you know, helped organise someone to come and pick him up and it ended up costing me a fair bit of money. But uh, it was so weird. It was just the weirdest experience and, like, it just blew up on TikTok. But, uh, yeah. We've oh, had man, a- I have to watch this. Yeah. Just go I to, have go, to watch this. Go to the Drastic Park. Um, Drastic underscore park? TikTok? It must be Drastic Park. I don't know. But um, it'll be Did there, you fun. mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, but there's there's a whole other bunch of videos which kind of music related, but they obviously yeah don't take off because no one likes music anymore. <laughs> oh well, I think that's the truth. When, when he got caught in the ditch, man, did he just tr- keep trying to accelerate out of it and just dig himself further and further and further? Oh yeah, up? yeah. Um, when I got there, his car was covered in mud, but also him. So I think he was trying to accelerate while pushing. What? And I don't know. I'm just like, oh man, no. How did not like? The funny thing is he was facing the way he came. So he must have gone in a circle. He must have yeah. made it pretty far. That's impressive. <laughs> I like but the yeah. idea that he's like, oh, you know, when you get the notification on the oven, it's like, I have arrived. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, what? Oh, anyway, funny. Yeah, I was in stitches the whole time. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, at the same time, like, man, I really needed to edit this. It's like due the end of the day. Imagine like that's that was his last job of the day. He's like, right, I'll get there. I've got to take... <laughs> Little, oh. little, little Marissa to to the dentist. Oh, like, Marissa, daddy's coming for you. With you and a phone videoing him. It's funny you mention that. <laughs> funny you mention that because not long after when I posted the video, it was so viral that his daughter saw it and she's like, oh my God, that's my dad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a funny story, man. I hope something like that happens to me again one day because as stressful as it was, it was just, I love a good story. Yeah. yeah. What was his justification story. at the end of it? Like, was he like, did he did he go into that thinking it was a bad decision? Or He's like, he... oh, I don't know. He's like, I'm I'm originally from New, like I originally used to live in New Zealand, and like you just had roads like this. I'm just like, but even in New Zealand, if you have a if you have a big mud ditch, generally you don't drive into it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mud, yeah. Mud's mud. So funny. <laughs> I, I hold on, I can't get past this. So like. <laughs> When he when he was doing like the ratings, he must have given you a rating at the end of it. Was he like left my car very muddy? What what, what was it like? <laughs> nah, he, he didn't. It, I, I mean, I didn't book the Uber. What what least. car was it? Oh, I can't remember. I'd have to check. Oh, I can't remember. Uh, I'm not good with car names, but um, oh. it, my my boss booked it, so my boss didn't get a rating. There was no rating. I'm just like, he's like, do I give him a shit rating? I'm like, fuck no. You give yeah. him the best rating yeah. <laughs> you can give it him, yeah. bro, because that that is commitment to be that committed to your job that you don't turn around and say, no, fuck yeah. You're pushing all the way through. I mean, you could find another way around. But yeah, I mean, he, just he go pushed, the right way. Yeah. He, he, he literally went through, hell, went through hell and high water just to 
get get me that hard drive. So much respect. He got five stars, that guy. Yeah, let's give that guy a round of applause, by the way. He's that guy deserves whatever good things that happen to him. The bleeding idiot. You know what the best <laughs> thing is, right? It's, it's, it really... like, the, imagine him, imagine him like going to his bosses and being like, yeah, and they're like, well, why'd you crash? And he's like, well, I was following your satellites. And they're like, oh, and he's like, well, maybe you haven't got the best satellites. And he's stuck in the mud. He's quite literally stuck in the mud. Yeah, it was a, oh, it was... my God, that guy. He wasn't insured, so he had to, had to pay a fair bit to come and get pulled out. Like, in the thousands. Oh, I know, I know, um, and, and he's like, he's like, do you reckon, he's telling me this, he's like, do you reckon Uber would pay for something? I'm like, well, definitely plead your case that um, it's their GPS that's terrible. Yeah. Um, and how often do you get this in Ubers where their GPS system is just shocking? Um, yeah, but like at the same time in my head, I'm like, yeah, then they could plead that who would drive into a ditch. Yeah, man, it, it just goes to show like somebody said to me the other day, they're like, how common is common sense? And then you, and like, if you're an Uber driver, right, the one thing that you would have to do to do your job and you'd probably want to ensure is your vehicle. Mm. I yeah. bet you, I bet you there's a cab driver listening to this right now, right? Who's just went, we wouldn't have done that. <laughs> that's the, oh, that, that's sure. the problem with Ubers, isn't it? They haven't got no. a clue. They haven't got I, a clue. I, I still I, I can't stand taxi drivers as a result of what happened the other night. We were in Sydney, mm. we, were, we were playing, and I got a call straight after wait, the wait, show. Wait. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. I got a call straight after the show that uh, my son had been attacked by a dog, and I was in Sydney. I'm like, yeah? crap. So I mean, we, we, we were exhausted as straight after the show, but you know, we, we got outside, got our gear out, everyone helped us out, and we, I called it Maxi. Yeah. Near like gear, and when the guy showed up, he took one look at the gear. He's like a hundred bucks for a oh, four, nice, for a four nice. minute drive. Yeah, I'm just yeah. like, I, I should have just taken it because I have to get back to my, my son. But I was just like, are you serious? I'm like, I'm like, bro, my son's just been attacked by a dog. He's down in Melbourne. We're gonna go get back to the hotel so we can start driving back. Yeah, give, give us a break. That's a hefty amount of money. And then he just fucking drove off. But in driving off, he kind of like knocked me off too. And I'm just oh. like, I'm like, I was absolutely gobbersmack that humans like that exist so the next attack match yeah. was lovely but it's just that was opposite end of the spectrum where it's just what a shocking yeah, i hope that guy drives home and his wife is getting absolutely pummeled by another man that's all i want to say <laughs> is, is, is your son okay is he all right yeah yeah he's, he's all stitched up now and he's good but uh was yes. it bad like is, is he okay uh split his lip in two yeah oh. yeah had to get plastic surgeon to stitch it up but yeah he's jesus he was, he, was, he was loving the experience. He just, oh, was he, yeah? Yeah, yeah. He was, well, the poor kid got chased by a bunny rabbit with a chainsaw. <laughs> you know, fighting him. Do you know, like... Yeah. When, well, that when, wasn't my son, but yeah. Oh, I was there, okay. okay. When, he gets, when he gets older now, and if it leaves a scar, like, you know, he's can, he can go to the pub now and someone asks, oh, what happened to your lip? And he's like, oh, this one time I went to South Africa and had to fight a lion. You know? <laughs> he can make he's, up. Yeah, he can be the greatest man in the room true. every time. Do you think... See, that's a good story. That's a believable story, you know what I mean? I, I got bit by a lion. That bloke who got stuck in the mud in a field. Yeah. No. Shut up, John. Get out of there. Get out of there. But so, that, yeah, man. I, see, I, I think, like, I weren't going to bring this up, right? But as we're talking about cab drivers and Uber drivers, I had this one last week who... Uh, so I played a gig of Frankie's in Sydney and we were coming back and... Um, I love Frankie's. We never got a chance to play there, too. Oh February. man, you you you'll have time. I, I don't. I think February next year it's gonna go. Oh okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. 
let's set that up actually because you'll be awesome in there. I'd like yeah, to see that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 If, if we if we play a short, can I do it? If we play short rings, I promise we'll do that for you. All uh, right, I want to do it, and I want Hamish to be in the back hole. <laughs> yeah, perfect. that can be right. Yeah, doing like just making animal noises, not doing anything weird, perfect. But uh, so like we've come back from Frankie's and um, jumped in an Uber and like getting a cab. I, I feel like since the pandemic as well, it's a nightmare to get cabs because people went and got other jobs. You know what I mean? So like yeah. you're just struggling. And so anyway, we get one. They keep cancelling. We get one. We get in it. And then he goes, oh, the job has disappeared. And I was like, no, it hasn't. I was like, and, he, and it just like went off my phone. But he cancelled it and he went, oh, my mistake. And it was like $35, right? And I went, all right, sweet, same price. And he went, yeah, I'll just drop you off. Like, I've got a card ready to do it when you get home. So then we get home and I'm like tired, right? And he gets the card ready and I just go, boop, 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 boop. And uh, he charged me like $80. Oh. And he went, oh, well, that's what it was, wasn't it? You know, it comes up like two times, whatever. Like, the, And I went, yeah, but that still would be less than $80, wouldn't it? And he went, oh, and I was like, man, like, <laughs> I, you know, like I just, like, I just can't even comprehend. <laughs> and I'd, I've hurt me back recently, right? But, like, at that time, like, I had a back brace on, and I was just, I wanted to pull this guy out and <laughs> the living daylights out of him. Oh. And then I just, like, let it go. And I haven't been able to stop thinking about it now. And I know it wasn't probably the same guy who got stuck in the ditch by your house, right? <laughs> but imagine it was. Yeah, man. Imagine you know, imagine it was. I, I feel like taxi drivers have like had have a chip on their shoulder. I was recently in one as as well, and this taxi driver pulls up. And I was like, oh man, I'm just going 10 minutes down the 10 minutes, you know, just gonna be a 10 minute trip. Anyway, he gets in and I get in the car and we start pulling off and the taxi driver pulls out a cigarette and he goes, I bet you were thinking about getting an Uber tonight. He's smelled the cigarette interrogating me about my like potentially me getting an Uber later tonight. And I was like, no man, I got in the taxi and he goes, but if I wasn't here, you would have got in an Uber, yeah? He's like a paranoid girlfriend. Yeah, probably. And he goes, see, that's that's the problem with society today. And I was like, but you but you were thinking about getting it in an Uber tonight. So I wish yeah. it would have now. You're a loser. And he's one of those lunatic. It was one of those blokes who smokes their cigarettes just going. And I was like, man, yeah. I feel really unsafe in this taxi. You got in the you should have got an Uber and instead you got in the car with Robert De Niro and taxi driver. <laughs> Pretty much, man. And then <laughs> was a lunatic. And, oh, and he, he pulled up to let me get out of the car and I get out of the car and he just ex- hoons off, like accelerates off as soon as I get out of the car, like just floors it. And I was like, all right, man. I'm sorry, but this is, this is like, this is on par with a paranoid girlfriend saying, you're cheating on me, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and then just takes off. It's like, no, I'm not. And it's like, fuck you. And then storms out of the room. That is what happened to you, except for the taxi driver who doesn't know you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was the most bizarre and, experience of my life. And you were inside the taxi driver, not inside. <laughs> I mean, inside. Never mind. Doesn't matter. So, man, what, what, what are, like, the big plans then for the year? Like, what, what going forward are you looking forward to, you know? Oh, well, uh, just before this podcast, mm. uh, we knew it was happening, but we didn't know it was being announced now. Uh, so, by the time this podcast drops... Yeah. Hopefully you can still buy tickets to it, but we are supporting real friends. Oh, nice. Um, Wednesday the 27th. So, yeah, when, when this drops, if there's still tickets available, buy them. But this is, this is just in Melbourne. So, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, that, was, that was really cool. Um, we were, I think we are on the way up to Sydney when um, our booking manager was like, hey, you want to play this? I'm like, 
Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah don't, even, don't, don't even ask, just put us on it. So yeah. that's cool with our friends, Catholic Kilt. So that's a good one. Uh, and then, oh, look, I mean, I don't know if we will have announced it by this time, but obviously we'll do a headline run for this mm. show because it'll be the deadline headline. It's perfect. Nice. So um, not sure, not, we're still organising dates, but by the time this podcast drops, we'll probably know. Um, and, yeah, um, in terms of plans after that, obviously I've got a – Sorry, I. We've got a whole heap of uh, music that we want to get out there. Um, we just got to choose which ones because albums are expensive. <laughs> so oh, hell yeah. it, it'll probably have to be an EP. But uh, yeah, we're definitely um, writing some new stuff, which is uh, all pretty cool. And yeah, we've already moved on from Deadline. We're, <laughs> we're yeah. on to uh, other things. Oh, so, it's, yeah. so, it's so crazy, isn't it? Like when, like I, my, my brother, we, we had a song come out the other week and my brother said to me, uh, he's like, ah, oh, the song's really good. And I was like, yeah, recorded that last year, like, like in yeah. June of last yeah. year. Yeah, oh, I'm glad. God. I'm glad you like it, but yeah. in my mind, like, like we've recorded another eight songs or whatever since then. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it's like, uh, I'm glad you like it. Yeah, I when I when we recorded it and I got the mix back and I listened to it nonstop for three days. I really enjoyed it as well. Or, yeah, yeah, I understand. It's yeah. weird. It's weird with your own music like that, man, because the idea that everything is such a process. I I feel like when you're younger getting into music, you, like you don't think about that, you know what I mean? You think like, I wrote, like the Beatles wrote yesterday and it came out tomorrow, you know what I mean? Like it's it's kind of the thought that you just go woo and it's out there, but that's mm. not how it works. So I feel like anytime you speak to anyone who's just released a song or like releasing something like, yeah, I, it's just time for it to be out now. Because yeah. for you personally, you've just been, Holding on to that song, yeah, you know, it's, yeah. When, when, when a, as, as much as I'm not bored of the song, I'm just like, I don't really go. You can't out of my say way. that. We're not bored of it. We're I mean, I, I, I don't go out of my way to listen to it. I think it's more mm. the thing. Like, I, I, when I listen to it, I'm like, I love this. I really love this. We all think it's the best song. We love it. But, yeah. Um, um, I just live for that high you get. Like, two. Um, I love the high of writing. I love the high of recording. I love the high of performing, but I also love the high of release, mm. as in releasing the song. So, like, I'm I'm a release junkie. I just I just love yeah. release days so much. Yeah. Some some musicians get real bad anxiety about it. They turn off social media for a day. They just can't deal. Or I'm just like I just live on it. I'm just like, I, I yeah yeah. It's 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 terrible. Like this is coming from a guy who like like I've been in the meme business mm -hmm. before. As, as in, like, I've got a so I've got a meme page on YouTube. It's got like seventy five thousand followers. It's just like Star Wars memes and Spider Man nice. memes, and like they just got millions of views. And so I'm so used to just seeing stuff tick up that like yeah, I'm yeah. starting to get a high out of even if the streams aren't that high, I get a high out of watch, checking my phone. I'm like, huh, that's grown a bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think I get yeah. very excited. So I, I, if I could release a song all the time, I would. But uh, I think people would get bored of us. I think that's what keeps yeah. me interested in this in this podcast is that whole thing of like just releasing just releasing stuff and and putting out stuff, man. Because there is no better high too than than exactly doing that, you know. Well, yeah, it's it's human, man. Because if you yeah. think about it, like even if you're not a creative person, when you're a kid, like if you're if you just do do a drawing of a stick figure and you just you're so proud of it that you want everyone else to ex experience it. And so you just get it to your mum and you know you just love that she puts it up on the fridge. That's mm. what music is. That's what podcast is that's what any kind of creative outlet is is like if in, unless you're putting it out like what's the point of it you know what i mean like you like yeah you, i don't know anyone who just creates stuff for themselves and doesn't like it to be seen or heard that's what creativity is all about that's a really interesting way of putting it actually man how how about the, the 
if things don't do well, though, can you deal well with that? Because yeah, it's fine. Yeah, like, yeah. like, like we we know what we like. Like we still do it a lot for the enjoyment of what we yeah. do. We yeah. love we love Lost, and we've got a really good response from that. Yeah. Um, but in terms of release, it's probably been our worst release stream wise, mm. as in future if you counts everything just just bombed and i think that comes down to marketing we went for dark marketing and like um i think people just kind of expect a bit of color from pop punk and i don't think would have i think we knew that i don't think would have changed the way you market it because it's a very dark concept mm. but um yeah it, it didn't do well but it still goes off live so it's got a key, it's key audience but um for example snakes and ladders which we do love still but that was has been our best campaign by far it just yeah. just kind of took off and did really well so yeah but uh and at the same time like yeah, even if the stream stream counts aren't amazing, like you still have so much pride in what you do. Mm. Um, and uh, there's something called also exciting about building up your discography. I think. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you know, every every new release, every new fan is going to go back and hear hear that song. Mm. And so that it's not like that song's disappeared into nowhere. It's going to exist forever and just keep keep building. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And there's and it, it's 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 fun and it feels like. It, there's no better feeling too, man, is like when you've, when you've grown something from nothing as well. Like, you know, it, it, it feels amazing because you've, you've seen the journey from start to, you know, to wherever it's going, you know? Exactly, yeah. I think personally, man, as well, like just, you know, you know, God forbid this, this band's not around in a few years. You can go back and listen to that journey yourself. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I, nobody yeah. really talks about that, but... Like as musicians and you know being in bands or whatever, that's that's yeah. a lot. You, you write songs for you, you know. Yeah, what I mean? yeah. So well, it's like I, I've been there myself, and I think to go and just listen, and you're listening to your own journey. Essentially, is I think I think it's it's massive, man. It's yeah. massive. Well, for me, for me personally, like having a family, and kind of I live quite quite far away from like all my mm. friends and stuff. I think I've in order to keep this band alive, I've had to sacrifice a few things. Just I've had to sacrifice essentially my social life because I used to, used to have quite a thriving one. Mm. It's kind of like go out all the time and hang out with friends and work friends and stuff. And now, man, I really am really able to see friends. So all my best friends are the friends that still understand that and yeah. they're still friends with me regardless. Mm. I've definitely lost friends along the way who just required me to constantly be there. Mm. But um, that's the thing because I know one day when I'm old and grey, I'll look back and say, I did something really cool here. But if I didn't, I'd probably look back and say, I did what everyone else does and just goes out and has fun with friends and like you can make memories that way but like none of them are like actual i'm not saying songs are material but they're actual memories that kind of sit that there and you can experience over and over yeah, like tangible things it's not yeah. yeah i'm not i'm not saying you know social experiences aren't you know super important and you live you have those memories forever but i i personally like want to leave something behind and i also i also want uh you know my, my kids to um be inspired by that and realize that you know even yeah. if you you can have a family and still do other yeah. stuff so for example my you know my wife too she's always very unwell um and but yet she still works almost full time and mm. um, after having you know two kids and she is like still um smashing it in her career mm. and when you know most people think you know once you have kids that's done you know especially for women you're a mum, you can't do anything anymore it's like totally not true man like kids don't stop you from doing what you want to do. And I always say like, um, um, it's not that um, 
kids would have stopped me from making music. It's just like making music didn't stop me having kids in a way. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah hey, it's a, it's a good way of looking at One thing I wanted to like comment on there, man, is the, the the awesome thing is like when your when your son grows up and goes to school and stuff, and they're like, oh, what is what is what does your dad do? And they're like, oh, my dad, my dad's my dad's a lawyer. And uh, they're like, <laughs> oh, you know, what is what does your dad do? And your son is just like, <clears throat> you know, in terms of video. Like, <laughs> but my, my, my dad dresses up in wiggles, wiggles stuff and then gets slaughtered by a bunny. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I mean, it, it's yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. much yeah. more cooler than, than yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is legacy something you think about? Yeah, uh, no, uh, not really, not necessarily legacy, just uh, more, yeah, what I teach my kids, I think. I think. Yeah. Uh, like, my daughter loves all the songs. One of the songs I wrote, wrote about, like, little things, and then uh, she sings it all the time. She knows it's about... Oh, man, that's adorable. Yeah, that is just, absolutely adorable. We played an, all, played an all-ages gig, and she got up and sang that song. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, man, that's, that's, that's amazing. Just, just with, yeah, just, I, I, I want to teach them, like, yeah, um, you know, don't, don't let a career stop you having your family. Don't let a family stop you having a career, mm. things like that. Um, will stop your dreams, you know? You can have it all. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not so much legacy, but, uh, yeah, you... you it's definitely, um, it's not so much like, will I be remembered? It's just like, will, will I have an impact? Yeah. yeah, and especially with the kids, you know, like the, the kids still always have that and that be passed on. But one thing you said, and I really liked what you said about, you know, the, the, the nights out and experiences and that. Like, I, I think obviously as songwriters anyway, as, as, as anyone who's creative, it, it is very important to go out, see your friend and to go and experience life. 100%, yeah. 100%. But, how many nights out do you need? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And I think, so like Hamish and I are doing a, a challenge for a year. We're not drinking alcohol for a year, right? And it's, it's let's see how big, how big we can get this podcast. Let's see how much time we can put into it. And even so, like, because I've got me band, I've got a job, I've got this now and I've still got me missus. So it's about balancing all those things. So yeah. we've, we've basically had the challenge. Whoever drinks first has to get the other one's name tattooed on, the other one, <laughs> on their arse cheek. That is perfect. <laughs> on Hamish's ass, it'll just say Jacks. But he's not going to own my ass. So, so there's. Um, there's I, I, your ass is mine. Edge. <laughs> your ass is grass, and I'm the lawnmower. <laughs> Please, Jack. You know, like you're. I, I think. I think. I think you're going to crack first, and it's going to be like when Bart Simpson signs Elbato, and that's how. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna that's Hamish my worry. I just don't want Hamish on my like. I haven't got any tattoo. I feel like if, if your name is the first tattoo I get <laughs> on my oh, yeah. my beautiful oh. on my beautiful Jennifer Lopez like ass, then <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm just gonna go like all out and I have face tattoos and stuff. But man, <laughs> that that thing about that thing about being a constant and having the family and still being able to produce. I think people make a lot of excuses sometimes, man, and you can. You can still, I know it's hard balancing, like, obviously it's a different ballgame for you, even, even to me, having, having kids and whatever, but you can still do it, but it means that time where you spend out or hungover or whatever, it's just, that's time you spend with the kids then. Or, yeah. And those few hours you can get in, maybe when the kids are in bed or whatever, that's when you write your songs. And I, think, I think to be balancing it all, you're doing incredibly well and, Man, the band is absolutely incredible, and I hope we'll have we'll have you again. I hope you'll want to come on again because this video is going to skyrocket. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, want to keep coming on forever. We we got a guy. We've got some guys down in Melbourne who've mm-hmm. done. We've done three pod, three podcasts with kind of, um, and we just want to keep doing it with them. They're just like, oh, I think we have stopped for a bit. Give them a shout out, man. What are they called? Uh, what we did on the weekend. Yeah, yeah, they're good mates of ours. They've helped, us, they've helped us heaps. Yeah, yeah. On on the on the, I can never go a podcast without shouting out one band. Mm. And I was going to say on the note of uh, having kids and smashing it, uh, Clay J. Gladstone. So okay. yeah, uh, uh, nice. yeah. So I don't know if I have to use his stage name, but Clay. Yeah. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's got kids and a wife, and uh, man, that that band is doing really well. So mm. it just goes to show, like just just adding to that point, like. Um, if you don't, yeah, don't let it hold you back. Have kids, man, because you can still do crazy stuff. Because they do crazier shit than us. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, got to always shout out Clay J. Oh man, can I can I just add to that too? I like I'll just tell you a little story about about uh, Clay. Like we uh, we reached out to them and they've come on the they've come on the podcast and stuff before. But we kind of felt a little bit intimidated reaching out to them because, you know, like they, 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 they're huge in like the local scene and stuff. And, you know, mm-hmm. they've all got busy lives and stuff. And, and they, you know, and we reach out to some people and they're like, oh, get in touch with our management, whatever, you know, da 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 da. They just responded, yeah, when do you want to do it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> and it was that mentality and it just came together so fast. And it was like, you know, and it was just, uh, uh, it was just, it was just beautiful, man, and it really, really shocked me because I thought, I thought, I'll oh, definitely hear this is going to be a hard one to get on, and it wasn't. It was so easy, and they, they, they were so lovely, man, and like, yeah, nothing but respect for them. Yeah, they're so responsive. They respond in seconds, and I think there's just bands like them and us who are just, um, just still blending with the crowd a little bit in terms of yeah. who we are. Like, we, we don't really feel above anyone, so we respond to everyone, and mm-hmm. um, I hope we can be like that forever. Even if we got big, I hope we can always just. Um, not you know just not have an ego yeah because they definitely don't like they you, you you can walk up and talk to those dudes and they'll just like they won't leave you alone yeah. they'll be your they'll be your fans you know what i mean like so um yeah i'm sorry i couldn't tell you that in advance about them because they'll be just like yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man so when anyone asks me about or, or has said that man like i just put i just put you know give them the best the best the best word man because you know they're, they're fucking top dudes mm. and and yeah don't don't lose that man because it's so it's 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 so nice to see like like people that are in the position that those guys are in because they've worked hard and stuff just just open up open up arms to everyone and anyone and you know yeah there's not a lot like that that's for sure no not everyone's like that but man honestly I want to I wanna tie this in a little bow and say thank you very much for coming on. Congratulations on the release. Like, this has been... I think Hamish and I, we needed this one today, didn't we, Hamish? Oh, that's for sure, man. Yeah, yeah, we needed this one. Yeah. So thank you very much, man. Thank you for your time. And, yeah, just I can't wait to see where this band is in a year's time. Yeah, Thanks, me too, guys. Man. And uh, I'm, I'm, Honestly, I'm, sure, I'm sure Chris also has COVID and Joe, who is working today. Um, yeah. I'm going to be gutted when they watch this and realise how much fun they would have had on this podcast, guys. So yeah. really that's appreciate it. Up there with my, one of my favourite podcasts I've been on. So oh, that's good. Def- yeah, definitely, have us, definitely have us back. Have us back.